profound spiritual truths. And this is how Jesus' teaching has been amazing people for more than 2,000 years, where they're simple enough for a child to understand, and yet deep enough that they can be studied for a lifetime and not reach the depth of them. So far we've heard about the wheat and the weeds from Ryan, and the mustard seed and yeast from Matt. And if you missed those, we actually have a podcast feed, so you can go and catch up there. Well, they're also on our website, so you can always go access past sermons there. And today we are back in Matthew chapter 13. So if you've got a Bible and want to turn there to Matthew chapter 13, and this time we're going to look at the parables of the hidden treasure and the pearl of great value. So that's Matthew chapter 13. And once you've found it there, we're going to be starting at verse 44. And this is Jesus speaking. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. Now let's just pray again together before we begin. Jesus, we thank you for your words that help us to understand deep spiritual realities. We thank you that this afternoon you are welcoming us into your kingdom and that your kingdom is the most valuable thing that we could find. Father, please help us to hear today that we would wholeheartedly take hold of this treasure. We pray that by your Holy Spirit you would make us treasure Jesus above all else in his name. Amen. So with all of these parables in Matthew, Jesus is helping us to see what the kingdom of heaven is like. That's the theme of each parable, that the kingdom of heaven is like this. And Matt helpfully explained for us last week that the kingdom of heaven is synonymous with the kingdom of God, that in Jewish custom, Um, Out of reverence for God and wanting to obey the commandment not to take the Lord's name in vain, they would often use titles for God instead of using his name. Things like heaven or blessed or most high. And so we can take kingdom of heaven as meaning the kingdom of God. And so therefore, this isn't about a place. The kingdom of heaven isn't a place on a map where we can see its boundaries But instead, it's all about who is in charge. It's about the rule of Jesus. After all, the most important thing in a kingdom is the king himself. So to know what this kingdom is like, what the benefits of this kingdom are, we need to look to the king, and the king is Jesus. And Jesus is a king of life, and grace. Because we know that Jesus died on the cross 
in our place to take the punishment that our sins deserve. He himself never sinned and didn't deserve to die. And though Jesus died, he rose to life again three days later, defeating sin and death. And where did he go? He went to heaven, to the right hand of the Father, to sit on the throne where he is ruling and reigning as king. So the offer today, this afternoon, is that by being united to Jesus through faith, your sins can be forgiven at the cross as a free, undeserved gift. That's what grace means, unearned, undeserved, that it's a gift. And if you do, then you can enter into his everlasting life. So Jesus is a king of life and grace. And this is the kingdom that you are invited into today. So Matt started us off with something last week of using some props with his mustard seed. So I've actually prepared something for us today as well. So here I have 10,000 pounds in cash. And now when you see something like this, something with real value, it creates some certain sense of weightiness, doesn't it? There's something serious going on. This isn't just pieces of paper, but you're wondering what on earth is happening here. (laughs) And now if I took this £10,000 and offered to you to give me everything you have on you right now for the money, would you take it? And you might have in your pocket some things that are pretty valuable, You might have a phone, a car key, a wallet, maybe a fancy pen if you like that sort of thing. And those things are valuable, aren't they? But it would be the deal of a lifetime to get that much money for them. And not actually this much money, not going to keep the ruse going much longer. It's actually just paper, so (laughs) that wouldn't be that much of a great deal. I just made this to make the point. But hopefully you see what I'm trying to say So as we read this parable, as we go through this story today, let's try not to just glaze over it and let the gravity of these things pass, but let's really try and understand on a heart level what Jesus is trying to get us to engage with. And I made an offer for just what's in your pockets, but what if someone else offered you a million pounds for everything that you have, for your house, for your car, for all your keepsakes, your belongings, your TV, everything. Well, a million pounds is a lot. And what would go through our minds, we'd probably think how most of that stuff is easy to replace. And even the things that are maybe keepsakes that can't be replaced, they're at least worth giving up for that. It would be a great deal. It really would. And that is the point that Jesus is making. The kingdom of heaven is so valuable that it is literally worth giving everything to get it, that Jesus is the greatest treasure and he is worth giving everything for. So by likening the kingdom of heaven to a treasure, I think there are two things that we can learn from it. Firstly, that treasure gives you joy. If I were really to give you 10,000 pounds, you would rightly be rejoicing 
It's a joy to have something precious and useful that can provide comfort and security and potential for the future. If we think about our parable, the man in the field, he goes in his joy, doesn't he? You can just imagine this man, why was he in the field? He was probably there working in the field, digging to build something or plant something. And it's not for himself. He doesn't own the field, not yet. So he's likely working hard and sweating and toiling away under the sun for someone else. But when he leaves that field, you can just imagine that he will be smiling to himself, that he might even be singing and just like jogging on the way home, so overjoyed with what has happened. And for the merchant as well, that he is on a mission. He's been searching for fine pearls, visiting the coastal towns and villages, opening up oysters, chasing down rumors of great pearls. He will have had long miles to travel, months and months of time away from home, risking dangers on the road as he's carrying around his stock of pearls with him. But once he finds that one great pearl, then finally his quest is over. He will have been rejoicing and celebrating because he finally found what he was looking for. And both men, for them, changing, uh, finding the treasure changed their lives. The things that they were worrying about before, the things that they were working hard and toiling for, that they have now passed away and finished. And instead, they're left with joy at the treasure that they have gained. And that's what treasure does. If you were to be given a million pounds, then it would change things in your life. You would probably reassess what you're doing for work or where you live, how you spend your time, the things you think about on a daily basis. There would be a shift. You couldn't help it. And in fact, coming into the kingdom of heaven is likened to be being born again. That's how dramatic the change is, being born again. Because the Holy Spirit gives us a new heart with new desires, and suddenly it's knowing Jesus that brings the greatest joy. He's the one that really satisfies. Of all those things in our life that we might have been chasing after before to look for comfort or reward or success, but we find that it's Jesus that our hearts really want. And for those in the kingdom, the Spirit tells you, you have a good God who is for you and loves you, ruling over your life, caring about the smallest details in your life, and working all things together for good, one who will never leave you or forsake you. How great is that? So Jesus is the greatest treasure, and he is worth giving everything for. Secondly, treasure gives you a reward. The whole point of the treasure and the pearl is that they have great value. They are worth something, and they can be used to purchase a reward. So the kingdom of heaven is also like this. 
Because through Jesus, there is a reward available in heaven. 1 Peter 1 describes it like this, as an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you. So for those in the kingdom, there is a reward beyond value that's in heaven. It's beyond any earthly treasure. And unlike earthly treasure, it can't be lost or destroyed or even fade away in its brilliance and delight. The reward is this, an eternity with Jesus. That's the reward. People of the kingdom are one by Jesus, for Jesus, and to Jesus. So the future that we have coming for God's people, there is a city with no more sickness, no more death, no more mourning, that is literally lit by the glory of God himself, and where Jesus will be present with us to wipe every tear from every eye. That's the place for which we were actually all created. And that's the place that Jesus is welcoming you into today. And we should reevaluate everything in this life in light of this coming eternity. So the kingdom of heaven and Jesus himself is the greatest treasure. And that means that it is worth giving all that you have for Jesus. It was like this for the Apostle Paul when his life was so radically changed by encountering Jesus. And we can read in Philippians chapter 3, we probably all know these verses, where Paul said, Whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss. Because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. Paul is essentially retelling this parable with his own life. All that he had built up and accumulated his status, his work, his credentials, his position, his wealth and possessions, he not only gives them up gladly to gain Jesus, but now he counts them as rubbish. He has been so fully transformed by encountering the treasure of Jesus. And Jesus is now the source of his joy and his reward. So don't settle for lesser pearls that don't bring true lasting joy or reward. The man in his field, he went in his joy to go and sell everything that he has. So today have ears to hear. That's been a refrain of Jesus throughout these parables. Have ears to hear. Don't let this pass you by. I want you to genuinely, really examine yourself and see whether there is anything in your life that is taking your eyes off 
the pearl of great value. I wonder if Jesus asked you to go and sell all that you had, as he did with the rich young ruler, would that give you any hesitation? What if you had to give up your house, your job, everything? What if you were asked to even give up your family, as Abraham was? I wonder, could we really do that in joy? And I don't want you to just let those questions pass you by as if it's just something to listen to for a few minutes. But this is serious, weighty stuff. And we need to be honest with ourselves about it. And all of this is not to say that you can purchase your way into the kingdom. You are not required to go and sell after this service everything you have. Remember I said before that this is a kingdom of grace unearned, undeserved gift from God. That Jesus has already paid the cost required. All that is required of you is that your heart treasures Jesus more than anything else, that you would gladly cast them aside for him. And actually, we are all looking for treasure for something with value and meaning in our lives. It's actually built into us as human beings. There's no one that doesn't feel that. And we might try and collect other things, lesser treasures and pearls that seem pretty valuable and seem worthy, but they all turn out to be counterfeit treasures, like my fake money that's actually worth. You see, the novelty wears off with things, or they fail us. Maybe the car breaks down, or our boss changes at work. Inflation eats away at savings. The baby goes through sleep regression. We get a physical injury that just won't heal right. Don't settle for lesser treasures the lesser pearls. And don't leave the greatest, most valuable, most precious treasure still buried in that field. Just be willing to give over your whole self, all that you have to Jesus and his kingdom. Because finding Jesus and taking hold of him is the best treasure in all the world. Knowing Jesus will give you true Unending, never-fading joy. Knowing Jesus means there's a glorious inheritance for you in heaven that can never be taken away or spoiled or lost. So give your all to Jesus. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that you have made a way for us to enter into your kingdom through all that you have done for us through your death and resurrection. Thank you that we can take hold of you as the greatest treasure and that you are ours for now and for all eternity. Thank you that you are a friend who sticks closer than a brother 
you never leave us and that you care about every part of our lives. And Father, don't let us be distracted by lesser pearls or the cares of this life. But please help us to remember the grace and life that has been given to us. And Holy Spirit, help us to live out our lives in a way that shows Jesus as the greatest treasure so that others would also see and believe. All for the glory of your kingdom, Lord. Amen.